Welcome to the For the Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hey everybody, Mac and Ken's here one last time for season one of the For The Girl podcast. It has been so much fun diving in and learning all about dating and relationships with you guys the last few weeks. And I can't believe today is our last episode. I know, so sad. Mac and I were just talking before this though that we've learned so So much about ourselves and the way we approach relationships. And I think knowing yourself and really defining how you approach things, what your tendencies are, will give you so much more confidence in your next relationship and better understanding of your character. So I hope you guys feel the same way too. Oh my goodness, it's so true. I'm like stoked to get out and do you're ready to meet your boyfriend, Mac? I don't know. I don't know. I'm still growing, still learning over here. (laughs) But I want to give everybody kind of a next step. Maybe if you've really enjoyed the last few weeks and you feel like you're learning things that you've never learned before, but you you want to know more, we just really want to encourage you to get our book, How to Prepare for Your Future Love Story. We so believe that God has something specific to tell you and to work through with you through this book. And it's super awesome. We know you're going to love it. If you're looking for ways to start preparing and stop looking, this is the book for you. It's also written and machinize of voices, which is kind of fun. So you hear some of our personal experience, dating, lives, and all the things the Lord's been teaching us along the way. So you should go on our website and purchase it, delightministries.com. And yeah. Yeah. Plus, it's super cute. There's all these fun little worksheets and things that'll help you to stop comparing, helping you to schedule time with Jesus you will have so much fun going through this book. So if you're going to get one, you might as well get one for a friend too. It'd be a super fun thing to do with a friend. Kent, should we do it together? Yeah, I'm ready. should. <laughs> but for today's episode, our last episode of season one of For the Girl, we have such a fun treat for you guys. Ken's and I brought in four guys to answer your questions about dating and relationships. We asked you on Instagram what you wanted to know, and let's just say they brought such wisdom and truth, and it's also hilarious at the same time. Yeah, we honestly thought it was just going to be a big joke, and I was just going to be peeing my pants over here. Yes, we were nervous. life. (laughs) But it was actually quite serious in the best way possible. You guys will love their perspective, what what they have to say. I'm so excited. So enjoy. There's some husband material in there for some of you ladies. So we'll be sure to put their uh, Instagrams in the the show notes so you can look them up. Yeah. Yeah. There's some single guys in there. They're excited to meet you. (laughs) All right. Let's get into it. Hello, everybody. We have such a special treat for you guys today. I'm so excited. There are four handsome guys sitting in front of us right now, and they are going to answer all of your questions on dating and relationship. Guys, are you excited? Very excited. <laughs> I've always wanted to be on a podcast. Very so excited to be here. Great experience. Actually, yes. Yeah, this is my first time on podcast, too. Wow. Yeah. A lot of this podcast newbies. This is my first newbies. dating podcast. Okay. All right. All right. Well, before we jump in, I need all of you to introduce yourself. I want you to say your name, your current status, status, got it, and then also your dating type. 
Okay, who's first? All right. I guess that's me. Uh, my name is Tobin. I'm currently single, uh, and my dating type would be the romantic. Oh, the romantic. We love the romantic. <laughs> uh, my name is Josh Durham. My relationship status is taken by a girl named Ken's Baker. Ooh. Ah. And, uh, Good answer. <laughs> my type is the independent. That's awesome. My name is Zach Mason, and I am single my relationship status i'm single and my dating type is the committed the committed yes love it it's a good type uh my name's jaron i am also single but my type is the cautious the cautious one cautious yeah you got it was i was afraid to say that word (laughs) that's cautious answer (laughs) good cautious answer That's amazing. Wow, we got quite a spread here of different characters, different personalities. Okay, so to start it all off, we're really wondering um, how much, like since you guys are all good, like boy, crew, friends, how much do you guys talk about your dating lives to each other? Yeah, I'll I'll weigh in here. Um, (laughs) No, no, I think quite often... um, Typically back with, with my roommates, um, I don't know, you need to have a committee to help you see things that you can't see. So That's so good. I feel, I in my nature, uh, just this is me personally, can sometimes be a little bit more controlling and sometimes private about those kind of things and forget to include people on in that process from the very beginning rather than, you know, doing it on my own. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. So a little bit, not a ton. Wow, this is so insightful already. Learning (laughs) so much. (laughs) All right. Okay, so next question. We want to know, what is the most attractive quality that you typically look for in a girl? Josh, you going to lead us off? Yeah, for me, for me, just... You know, what I really look for in a girl <laughs> is, you know, typically Enneagram 7. Enneagram 7. <laughs> like, started uh, a ministry. Yeah, started a ministry. Cute. Yeah. But I think uh, top quality would probably just knows how to have a really good time. It's like really fun and outgoing. Mm, that's um, and that's someone that I can laugh with. Yeah, that's good. I love Josh's answer. I was going to say, as cliche as it sounds, really somebody that is... Like when I am seeking a partner to be in a relationship, somebody that really does like doesn't just go to church, like they passionately love Jesus and they're pursuing the Lord. Because I feel like today there's a huge focus on characteristics uh, over character. And I think that, you know, those aren't bad things. Characteristics aren't bad things, but it shouldn't be uh, it doesn't really provide a solid foundation because like what Josh said you want to find a friend who you can hang out with and who you can enjoy spending time with because at the end of the day, after time, beauty is fleeting and it fades. And I think that if, you know, you look for character over characteristics first, uh, you'll find yourself positioned to be, you know, in a really good relationship. Whoa, good answer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. No, no, that's a good one. Uh, No, I wanted to wait. I think, um, gosh, I think to destigmatize like the whole... uh, view on like the one um that that couldn't could never necessarily work because if one person missed the other one then everybody's screwed right um i think you know just gonna echo it you said that i mean she needs to be actively serving the lord and wanting to give that away um 
and, and letting other people know about who, who Jesus is. But other than that, you don't have to know like a whole lot, um, which is really helpful. Um, because there's a whole lot that the Lord is going to sow and build into relationships and we're constantly changing because on our own, just sinful and broken. So, um, you know, just seeing somebody that's kind of running alongside you, um, is yeah. So good. Okay. We have a little bit more shallow question to ask you guys because we had to throw a few in there. Yeah. This one's for Jaren. All right, Jaren. I am the most shallow here. (laughs) Okay. Do you, okay. This is interesting. Do you prefer a more natural looking girl or a girl who's always dressed up? Uh, I don't know. I mean, both are nice, right? Because if I'm going out on a date, I want her to be able to like glow up. You have to answer the question. What do you prefer? Yeah. What, what do you prefer? prefer? Ooh, yeah. First time meeting her, what do you on. like? What would you normally be drawn to? Uh, I, Maybe dressed up, if I'm being honest with myself. Like, because there's going to be a lot of like time in a relationship with me, at least, where there's plenty of like don't dress up time. You know what I mean? So, Hmm. not worried about that. I know she's going to get get good practice not dressing up. So, I want to make sure that she's good on that front of dressing up. You know what I mean? But but the context of like where you meet her, too, like if she's out hiking or at the gym, whatever, like it it really depends. Mm. I mean, I prefer (laughs) what? I preferred I preferred a, a girl dressed up. Hike. So you like a girl at a gym, so even at the gym, you want her dressed up. No, you like them? No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you can say that. Though. That's okay. No. Yeah. The girl that wears makeup to the gym is out. Out. Sorry. Oh, good oh. to know, ladies. Hot take. Hot take from Zach. Hot to take. But, but what if she's going for that Instagram? Who wants to weigh in on the makeup at the gym? <laughs> Well, I wear makeup at the gym, so um, <laughs> I'm a little hurt, but it, it's okay. I just, that's, that's on me. I think, uh, it's just open here. I think, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. look, you never know. I just, whatever. Hello, ladies. is gone now. All right. I'm going to answer this question. Um, I, I think looking in, in for a, a woman and, how she would dress up or not dress up is that's that's for her that's not mm. uh, that's not for me it shouldn't be for me um you know wear makeup if you want to wear makeup and go out to dinner or throw a hat on like you know go shoot a shotgun or something so bro you just crushed wow. every single good one of our answers answer yeah, yeah, that, that's kind of cheating there Tobin. Answer. That, that really is... that really didn't answer the question <laughs> you came up with your own question and then answered it <sighs> where oh we're here we're forced to answer the question and sound shallow don't expose me like that man come on Josh, did you have something to add? Oh, no. I was just going to summarize Tobin's. It's, <laughs> it's you do you, boo-boo. Yeah, you that's do right. You do boo-boo. you. That's right. That's, that's so good. That's okay. actually exactly what I was going for. All right. All right. Next question. Okay. Would you rather, say there's this girl and you guys have been hanging out, would you rather her, if she's not that into you, let you down nicely slash somewhat vaguely, or would you rather her just be pretty blunt and upfront? I have an answer. All right. um, everybody's thinking about theirs. I think that uh, dating with clarity is so important. And I think that there is an honorable way to do it. I think that you should date prayerfully. I think that you should date uh, with clarity. I think that you should date with intention, but also uh, graciously in a way that how you, you know, communication eliminates all hidden expectations, right? And so I think that if she is able to communicate in a way uh, knowing that your confidence and your identity is not in the potential that's there, 
uh, and it's in the Lord that even if she does tell you that, that that's not, uh, you know, you're, you're the weight of that and your identity is not in her decision of whether she's into you or not. That's so I think good. she should. Wow. Communication. It's important. Good answer. Is that it? I think that was a good answer okay. all around. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I feel good about my answer. Second that? Like, I just don't want to get crushed. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you just play like a whole season? <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm guys. Cautious over here. I want to know. Classic cautious. I want to know about how quickly you guys fall in love. So, like, when you meet a girl, do you know if you like want to date her or like her right off the bat, or does it take some time? We need everyone to answer this question. Okay, yes. I, I know I know right away if I'm into her or not. Not I don't okay. know about love because you said love. Is that right? Is, is, not no, love. No. Not Wait, love. You said how do you know when you like? You just like them. How you you want to date like them. Yeah, I can usually tell like first mm. first interaction. But if it's not the first, then I still like to go on a date like two to three times because I feel like sometimes you're nervous or whatever, and chemistry doesn't always happen right away. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah, but I, I think I think I'm pretty aware the first time if if I'm vibing with somebody. Okay. Yeah. First impressions are important then. Yeah, I'm so I'm a romantic, right? So uh pretty pretty immediate whether I, I know or not. Um but that's just me. I just I'm on the crest of the hill ready to just fall over it. So Love it. Okay. I personally so I'm the committed and I think that's a huge strength but it can also be a very big weakness because in that is that funny <laughs> your commitment is funny that was such a good answer yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so, keep going keep going so i'm the committed and that can be, uh, that's, I, I know that's a really great strength, but that also can be a really great weakness. Yeah. And I think it goes back to uh, what I was saying earlier. It's, you know, it's important to include people on the process, but I have learned through my mistakes that although I may, because I'm committed and I'm like, yes, like I can see it. She's saying certain things. She's saying all the right things. Uh, the flattery, I'm very keen to that, uh, fall for that very quickly. However, I've learned from my own mistakes that, uh, it's important for me to also see her in different environments before mm -hmm. I make that decision because I am committed and know that when I, I'm unapologetic about the fact that when I'm in, I'm all in. And so mm -hmm. it may take more time on the front end for me to see uh, her around family, around friends. You know, I would love to see, you know, I always tell girls that I'm interested in, I would love to like meet the five people that are closest to you because then that really allows you to get an inside look at whether or not she's saying the right things. This is vice versa. I think, you know, I, you yeah. know guys can do the same thing as well. But in mm. the context, it's, you know, it's important for me to, yes, I do know pretty quickly, but it's, I've learned from my own, you know, process, right? That it's important for me to evaluate that. I feel, you know, yeah. we use the word dating a lot, but I feel like that's, you know, it's a process. Dating is a, a process of evaluation. Yeah. And you're evaluating that person. And that's good. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. I love that. And you know of yourself that you mm. tend to rush because you are the committed. So now yes. you want to take the time, know their circles mm. of people and stuff like that. So good. Yeah, that's good. I feel like for me, I feel like I know who I'm interested in right away, like fairly fast. I'm just like, it's either a yes or a no. Because I also feel like the independent is like very intuitive and it's just like a hard yes or a hard no. But at the same time, I want to know like if, 
yeah, like you were saying, Zach, of like seeing them in different environments and like saying like, okay, they were cool here, like meeting them at church, but will they be okay with my family or are they like, I want to see how they interact without them knowing that I'm interested in them in like a different environment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so just like kind of like observing from afar, but just like seeing how they interact without, um, without that pressure of like a relationship or anything like that, just seeing how they interact naturally. Mm-hmm. That's so good. So good. Okay. I love it. All right, guys. What is a deal breaker for you all? Deal breakers. Like, uh-oh, she just said that. Uh-oh, she just did that. She's wearing that. What are some, like, deal breakers? Obviously, as we are sitting in front of some awesome Christian men, we know that faith is probably a deal breaker. Would you guys say so? I would say so. But I right. feel like the main one for me that comes up right away is if you just talk about yourself the entire time. Mm. If you have no interest in anything else but talking about yourself and your life and what you're doing, and if you can only relate in a conversation based off the activities that you're doing, it's kind of just like a huge turnoff for me. It's always kind of like, okay, well, this was great having this 20-minute coffee conversation when you talk to yourself, but I'm going to leave now <laughs> kind of thing. Totally. Um, so, good. One. So good. Okay. One. What else? Don't talk about yourself too much. Uh, for me, I think uh, this is Jaron speaking. I guess we have to preface the way Tobin did earlier. Uh, I think, man, I really hate when people like don't live in reality. They're on their phone like way too much, or they watch like Netflix mm. four hours of the day. That like to me. Because I came from that, like I was, I was homeschooled growing up, and I'm trying to get away from that as hard and as fast oh. as I can. For the past like six years, I was like, I'm never, I'm never. Going you don't back act to that. like a homeschooler. Like I don't want to, I don't want to like <laughs> just live in my room and like know every actor to every TV show that I like and just know their own lives inside and out, and then like have my own life kind of just mm-hmm. not really developed. So that that to me is a big one. I, I that's a pretty big turnoff for me. I like that's a that. Good one. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with what you said, Jaren, just because I'll also say, like, if I'm clued out and, like, spiritually I'm just not there, I, that's what I do. I just, I, I recluse and I'll just, like, sit on my phone and I just want to laugh at something. So I'll look at some garbage on, on Instagram, some memes or something like that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I have to bring myself back to my own uh, bent towards being selfish just because I, I think asking for deal breakers is, like, Hey, what what part of me do you not accept? And real life is a heck of a lot dirtier and and messier than like present culture wants everything to be glamorous and exciting. And um, but I, I mean, I, I think we hit the the pillars of of faith and in you know being able to actually relate to somebody, like sit and talk and ask questions and be and be present because that's what you need if you're gonna get married. You need somebody that's present with you because a lot of life is gonna come at you. So, right. And I think you know, I'm going to call myself out here. The very first thing I actually thought of what were characteristics, like attributes, physical attributes. And immediately it was like, oh, that's not what they're asking. Um, I think for me, it's kind of along the lines of what Josh was saying is I feel like when you meet people um, and, you know, somebody that you may feel like you're attracted to and you're talking to them. Uh, mine is more with identity and not saying uh, just a, really a general um, level of self-awareness. I'm really not interested in what you do or who you know. I want to know who you are as a person. And to playing devil, devil's advocate on that, I feel like we're also trained 
our, our minds have been trained to do that because we feel like mm-hmm. that's where identity is. <clears throat> and so if, uh, come broken, it's, you know, whatever, like that's, you know, you don't have to do A, B and C to get to a certain point, but if you're in a position to where you know and recognize and you're aware of where your identity is, that's the foundation. And, yeah. and for me, I look for, for that, it's, you know, not being self-centered, but also like it's, it's inward, but also outward focused on having that level of awareness. Yeah. That's so good. Know who you are. I love that. Okay. Uh, so being a girl sat with so many girls as we've analyzed text messages and tried to figure out what to text back. So <laughs> girls want to know, do you like when girls play hard to get? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. No, no games for me. I don't like games. No games. No. Okay. Like, I, I mean, I don't want it to be easy, like, on the uh, one hand. Okay, well. Like, yeah, I, like, I know, I just totally contradicted myself. Yeah. I have to, like, explain what I mean by Classic that. Classic cautious profile. Classic. Yeah, yeah. Classic. So, yeah. <laughs> because I, like... If I don't, if she's into me without me proving anything of who I am, like any character, I don't like that. Does that make sense? Yes, that yeah. makes sense. So like okay. if she's just into me because, oh, there's a, a guy who's, mm, you know, whatever, like... but she doesn't know me, that's like way too easy. I don't want that. I want to actually have to like, kind of like demonstrate who I am with yes. the first few dates. You don't like... like a girl who's desperate, but yeah, you don't yeah. like gay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. the best good. way to say that. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I do think that today with... Everything social media, from Instagram to dating apps, etc., uh, the art of the pursuit has completely gone. Is I feel like has almost been eliminated, right? And the man pursuing the the woman, and so I think that that element that's on us, right? Um, and so to call it hard to get, I, I get what you're saying, but also I think that um, that's a part of that woman that that girl's value is you know that's what she desires right like as as the romantic like that's the you know that's what you long for right that's what you think about and i think that that should be instilled back in today's society as far as like that's on us we should take responsibility for pursuing Mm. um so she doesn't necessarily have to play hard to get she knows quickly that we're like our intentions are are pure and Mm -hmm. we want to yeah Yeah. i want to build off of both of those just like no, I don't like games. Tell me the truth. I, ne- I need to be able to operate off of the truth. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I also need, as a man, a woman to know like who she is, who she is, and what she's worth. Um, because, like, yeah, a- as easy as it is to look good on social media um, and everything's accessible, um, I, need, I need to be able to... I need to have something that's calling me out of myself... Uh, and so I'm not thinking about myself. I'm thinking about somebody else uh, because a relationship is continuous sacrifice. So, yeah. Um, I kind of like the game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, funny because you ended up with a flirt over here. Yeah, so. I ended up with the flirt. But <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. Like, I don't necessarily like chasing necessarily. But I also like when Kins and I were starting to talk, like we were kind of like we weren't necessarily we started talking in like april right it was like april or may we didn't start dating till like july mm-hmm. and so it wasn't like a full on just like it wasn't like i was chasing her but we were like keeping in contact um while i was out i was across the country for the summer but it wasn't a game necessarily like and it wasn't just a clear 
I want to date you so bad. It was like just like getting to know you and it's like a comfortable space. Cause I think at the same time, if you can have that just space without having to rush either way, um, it just creates a lot more, um, just like a space for a relationship. And then also it doesn't come off as desperate. Um, when you know that it's not, it is, it's not a yes or no, it's just getting to notice someone. So, so I don't how, think relationship is a hard yes or a hard no. How day. often did y'all text before you were dating? That's a great question. Not often. We were, I would say that we would get on a phone call maybe like once every two weeks or so for like two months. So was that the main way? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just taking my own personal notes just for yeah, you know what? <laughs> so just like, Write them down. Write them down. <laughs> so would you text every day and then like call it two weeks or was that most of your communication was the phone call? I don't know, Ken's. What did we do? I think there was barely any texting in between and yeah. a couple mm. phone calls. But mind you, he lived across the country for that time being. So when he got back, it was a lot more frequent. Yeah, it was. It got a lot more frequent. Um, but there was. I didn't feel like there was a rush. Yeah, it and built texting. Slowly. I would rather have those conversations in person mm. than over mm. text. Like mm. I think so sure. many people are so obsessed with texting and stuff like that. Like texting to me should only be used for like logistical purposes of like, Hey, do you want to go grab coffee at this time or something like that? Or, um, Hey, I'm going to be at this so-and-so concert. Do you want to come with or that kind of thing? And like getting like groups together, but it shouldn't be like getting to know someone over Instagram or over text message. That is so good, Josh. Love so good. it. So there shouldn't be a good morning text like every morning for the first couple of months? No. All right. Good to know. I like what you guys said, though. I think it's something that should be built slowly. Like, don't give yourself away too easily, but don't be manipulative in the whole process. I'm the worst at that. Oh, you can be manipulative? No, no, not that. Oh. I'm saying, well... I mean, I think whatever, but I'm saying the committed, right? Like not mm. wanting to like rush it too fast because I know that, you know, you, we all daydream and like have, you know, we were, we were joking before the podcast started like being a committed wing romantic, you know, similar to Enneagram. <laughs> and I think about those things as well. And so it's important to have that level of self-awareness and self-discipline mm. to not and, uh, and to try and formulate something that, that the Lord will do on his own timing. So you guys do daydream. This is one of the questions we girls wanted to know. Do you guys, do you sit and think about future relationships, dating, love? Probably more than I should. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Yes, All 100%. Right. All the time. Okay. This is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Anybody else? Yeah, no, I definitely do. Josh, Josh, Josh I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I do. I mean. Oh. I mean, I definitely get excited when I think about hanging out with kids, but Aww. I don't like daydream a lot. I don't think mm. that's right. just the independent in me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that that's good. Okay, that's true. All right. Okay. Next question is: Some girls wanted to know some tips for getting out of the friend zone. Friend zone is a big deal in our culture today. So, any tips? Maybe give up. I don't know. Y'all go. <laughs> I have an immediate answer. I think that. Um, it just goes back to clarity, right? Like I think that um, you should date uh, intentionally and there should be clarity to that. And I think that um, if if the guy is not, you're asking the question was, how does a girl get out of the friend zone? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think just ask. I think that there's a lot of um, 
there's a lot of fear and anxiety that sits around that, and that's not healthy uh, mentally, spiritually uh, speaking. Yeah. And I just think, and emotionally, I, I don't think that's really healthy. And I think that we have to get to the point we we are adults. And if uh, if that's what they're wondering, just say, hey, I've noticed you haven't texted back, you haven't called, w- responded, whatever. Don't allow that, because then you start thinking that's what you become fixated on, and that's where your identity, the, the enemy tries to shift your identity, is in that thought space. So mm, it's good. Yeah, I think I think make make him be a man about about this entire thing um because relationships are important and they're serious and they require work um and present culture also just it's easier especially speaking for myself here as a man it's too easy to be passive it's too easy to be non-committal um and it's like a cheap thrill but it's not satisfying um speaking from my own experience like i said but yeah make him be a man uh in in that's also you putting your foot down and make a statement of, I know who I am. Uh, and I, I trust that the Lord knows that that's as well. Good. That's good. Yeah. I was going to say, that's actually, I didn't, I don't think I said it earlier, but that's like one of the biggest, uh, turn ons for me. Is that like when, when everybody was saying like what they deal breaker, yeah, yeah, yeah. De- not a deal, deal breaker, deal but maker. the, the anti deal breaker is yeah. if she is encouraging me to be more masculine, Amen. that's awesome. Cause yeah, there's Ooh. so much yeah. passive, that's good. passive attitudes and passive character, uh, like alignments now that it's kind of like frustrating and everybody's, you know, like saying like there's a lot of toxic masculinity and I don't want to get into all that cause there's so much validity to all, on both sides of those arguments. But for me, like I struggle with being like more, more of a leader, more masculine, like a godly leader. Like I struggle with that. And so any girl who's like going to encourage that, whew, yeah. that's going to, that's going to cook. I, like it. Okay. I don't know about these guys. I feel oh. like if you're in the friend zone, if you're in the friend zone, like you need to have more of a life outside of that. Like I think a lot of people just like fixate on one person when you have options. Like there are so many more options and maybe you're in a small town or something like that. Maybe that's a different case. But True. if you're like in the friend zone, I feel like that's a problem of like being fixated on mm-hmm. one person. And if you actually want to get out of the friend zone, you're probably going to entice that person by showing that you have a amazing life outside of just dating. And so maybe that's with friends or maybe that's just seeing someone else and like dating casually around. I think that's always a healthy thing too, to see what's out there. And then honestly, it might make that person jealous. And maybe that's the way out of the friend zone. <laughs> gamer, gamer over here. <laughs> and Sorry, I have no idea if this is one of the questions that's completely off topic, but I think that also goes to like being fixated on that. And, you know, I think that sometimes we forget that. And, you know, I'm in this season now that in uh, 1 Corinthians 7, Paul, you know, who is unmarried, talks about how the gift of singleness is, is a, like it's one of the most loving gifts that God gave us. It wasn't to restrain us. It wasn't to hold us back, but it was for us to really figure out our identity and who we are. And so I think that you should use that time, uh, you know, to seek that out. And you should be actively seeking and pursuing him and then also asking him, you know, to, to show you, to reveal to you what your identity is and the calling that's on your life. Good, guys. This is amazing. All right. Here's another semi-shallow question, but I think a good one. Excellent. Um, I'm ready. Get, get, ready. get this cautious boy on the mic here. Jan, it's your time to shine. I, okay, no, just kidding. Um, all right, do you guys ever ghost girls? And why wow. would you ghost them? Oh, wow. 
I actually did ghost. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I did ghost shit. a girl, the last girl that I was talking to. I ghosted her because Jared. this is so terrible. But it was because <laughs> I was I was dating like multiple people like very casually. So it wasn't like I was like doing a lot of like aggressive dating. It was more like coffee dates and whatnot. And I was like. Because to me, it's like if I'm just dating one person, then I feel committed. And that's not really fair to either person. If it's two people, then it's like either or, right? But if it's three, then it's like oh. diversification, right? <laughs> okay. Right I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Well, but, but I'm just saying like just an entry-level coffee date, right? Like, I'm yeah, not like yeah. we've been going out for like a couple totally, months. Not, totally. Nothing like that. But like, because I like, I'm very cautious, obviously, yes. right? Uh, <laughs> so for me, it's like, I don't really know what I, who I like, you know? Yeah. Like, and so I'm trying to like learn about that. So anyways. Yeah. Back to Casual. me ghosting this girl, I was like, hey, um, we'll be in touch. And we'll in touch. we weren't because I was waiting to set up my next date with this other girl. Uh. And like she, this other girl that I was dating or texting, she was like, she kept putting it off for like random things, which made sense. But it was like, it was like another two weeks before we actually had the mm. date, which meant this other girl was being ghosted for like two weeks plus before I ever got back to her. So I think I this is interesting. Wow. Yeah. So when you got back to her, did you just She say, was very mad at me. Uh, <laughs> she like somebody else told me she was like, You need to text so and so back and I was like, Oh yeah, I do. Wow, I feel terrible. Yeah. Well you know, this is a good reminder. You know, the beginning of dating should be casual, like right. we were talking about before. So for all the I, ladies out there I think she was a committed type, oh, if I'm being honest. I mm. think that's probably what it was. Take those first few weeks lightly. Yeah, no, I'm happy you said that, Kins. I think before anybody freaks out, that's listening to this from what Jaren said, is is our culture dating means something a lot different than it did a generation before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think being able to have casual dates, like a one-on-one with somebody just to get to know them better, that's okay. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say that for clarity. Mm, I like before that. Anybody freaks out. I feel like a full ghost is like going on like two or three dinner dates or something and then not saying anything afterwards and not being clear. Mm. Like, I don't think that's okay. But also, if you're not responding to some text messages, like that's not a big deal. Like, get over yourself after maybe like if two coffee dates, like one coffee date, then just you should be able to just get past it. Yeah, I think that's so like it just... I don't mean to be like, I don't mean to like keep it. <laughs> I said, I, I said, you can do it. You can do it. Beating the same drum, but it's no, like good. outside of that, like we all have lives. Like we all, like young professionals, people are in school. These, these people are in college. Like we have a lot of stuff. And yes, we are always on our phones, but there, you have to give, mar- there should be margin and breathing mm-hmm. room in that and not being so focused. Like if, if you're focused, on whether or not that person is like texting you back immediately within five minutes, you probably should not be dating for at least another three months. Like, you know, if you know, the modern dating scene can be a, a mess in that realm. That's a quarter, three months. It's a quarter of a year. Yeah. Yeah. Quarter so of a year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that leads to this next question that was very specific from somebody. They said, if you didn't text me back for six plus hours, do I look too desperate if I respond right away? I'm going to first say, because for for vulnerability's sake, that yes, I have absolutely ghosted somebody before, and uh, that's not okay because people matter and their feelings matter, um, and it's really easy for me to be selfish. But I'm just gonna say that just because I need to own it. Um, texting back after six hours that they didn't respond—if you got something to say, just say it. Say it right away. Say it. We need clarity. You're we not need judging them. No. All right. No. 
you're saying he okay he didn't text you back for six plus hours and then it's when you text you back you text right away the girl texted right away are you freaked out i mean sometimes it's like maybe you were at work for eight hours and then like you can't text (laughs) and then you text after work like depends on the situation yeah but i mean if i guess if you're in college i mean i wouldn't if you are really yeah like you were saying like if you have a life then you're not going to be on your phone like i have like 40 unread text messages or something like that because Mm -hmm. i have a life Mm -hmm. i don't want to be attached to my phone after i'm done with work and so i feel like that's okay yeah, some people's availability is totally different. Like, to me, what always gets me out of that rut is just be myself. Like, if I have the time to do it and it was an interesting thing and I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 like, I'll naturally do that. And if it feels unnatural, then that's fine, too. Like, I just just lean into yourself in, in those moments. That's what I've said. That's good. Okay, next question. What are some signs, in your opinion, of a girl coming off as desperate? So think about the girl who really likes the guy. She just really likes him. She also might just be really wanting a relationship. What's like a, oh, please don't. Please don't do it. I think to not come across as desperate, you just don't be desperate. Like you should have so much more outside of your dating life that dating comes secondary to all of that. Like you should have maybe it's a career. Maybe it's spending time with your friends. Maybe it's... Uh, like maybe at school, but there should be so many other things in your life that like you should be focusing on those things instead of like trying to not come off as desperate. I think it should be like a change in identity and your focus should be on other things other than just dating. And this may be too heavy, but uh, like in the sense of like my counselor, uh, was telling me a year ago whenever we were talking about dating and loneliness and dealing with all of that and it whatnot, he said, let's just bring this up. Like the Bible really, and the Lord doesn't recognize dating as like dating is not a status. Um, dating should have motion and it should move forward with, um, the intention towards right in today's age towards a relationship and then, and then marriage. And, in context of what you guys are saying and and the question and being desperate, like, are you that desperate to get married? Are you ready once you're dating and boyfriend and girlfriend, whatever, like to get married within six months? Like if you're really being intentional, are you really following after the Lord and confident in who you are and you're calling and you're chasing after that and personally, like, are you, are you ready to get, are you that desperate to get married? Like the commitment and the weight that comes with that. And when he, when he said that to me, I was just like, my mind was blown just Mm -hmm. like, Oh, so use your gift, the gift of singleness that God gave you to be ready for when that moment comes, when she walks through the door, when you bump into her, that you are ready to say, I know that like if I'm going to start dating this person and, and you know show interest, that six months from now, I'd be ready to get married. Mm-hmm. Like just, I know that that's extreme, but like that's just the, the way he was just like, I want you to feel like that's important because you shouldn't, you know, you know, whatever long engagements that we won't get into that. But he said, you know, within <laughs> six, like six months, like that's. Are you that desperate to get married? Are you that desperate to seek validity in some relationship that may not work out because you're you don't know your identity and seven months down the road you guys are gonna break up and your heart's gonna be broken, you've invested your time, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good. Really good. Um, okay, next question. What are some signs or key indicators that a guy likes you? 
if I'm going to come over in a social setting and talk to you, there's, there's, I'm going to see a million people in, in a day, but if I'm going to actively take time to come over and sit down, look you in the eye and ask a question, I'm probably interested. All right. My friends know me and if they know, if I ask like the question, Oh, uh, what's they the know question? That, like, that's like a, like a, a social cue for them to be like, okay, Zach is interested in this person. And if I really zone in, like at youth service level, like, you know, like, especially at church, like I'm, I, I get to serve like on the next step scene. So I'm like, I'm seeing and meeting a ton of people. But if I'm like in a social setting and I ask like, so like, who are you? What are you most passionate about? Like, I get it. Like, cause that, I feel like, you know, if, if that person, you know, has enough self-awareness and knows their identity, they can speak to that pretty clearly on, you know, just kind of random, right? Like this guy's like really asking, but they also know like he's not just asking me how my day was. He's asking like a pretty serious question. Mm, so when you get deeper, when you ask deeper questions, I, you might be interested. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't have a, a really good answer because I do the opposite. Typically like growing up, I was pretty allergic to cute girls. I wouldn't talk to them. Um, and it's bad, still, man. I still find I'm, I'm escaping those terrible tendencies. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> so like, cute, uh, actually. no, it's, it's really true. Like, uh, for, like if somebody were to run into me, and I'm interested, they'll know because I won't, I'm too shy to even talk to him. For the, like, that's my gut reaction. I'm trying to get over that and doing better, but uh, my, my answer is okay. not very clear cut. So the results are inconclusive, basically. We've got some are going to run away. They're not inconclusive. Some are going to stay. There's not a blanket answer for all guys. Y'all's oh. answers are very... No. I think as men, we need to do a better job in this department, just in general. Um, like mm, I said, To be it, more upfront? Like, just to be more upfront and not be passive. I mean, you look at at the garden in Genesis two in like what's Adam's response? He's passive. He's like Eve did it, not me. Mm. Um, so like just not taking ownership of how we feel. Dude, I said I was getting better at it. All right, <laughs> you're doing a great job. Don't worry. He's growing. He's really growing. All right, guys, how do you actually feel about a girl making the first move? I like it. Yeah. I, I like it I a lot. I do too. Yeah, come on. I'm about it. Yeah, Unless I'm not interested. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then I'm about it. Then I give her a side hug. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, no, I like no. it. Yeah, I'm all for it. What about, what about uh, you, Yeah, I guess I guess I do. Like, I, I like to be the chaser, but I, I like to know that there's, like, a little bit of, like, lead from her so that I know I'm, like, in the clear to, like, go ahead and do that. Like, it's some sort of indicator. Mutual interest. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. If she if she's like looking at me like with some sort of intent, then I'm like, okay, I can approach and like kind of how Josh has been looking at me. Yeah, this whole time. just yeah. like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can't keep my eyes off you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. What would be the ideal way to meet your future girlfriend? I think. Well, this is just an ideal. Like God's gonna do, what He's gonna do. But this I would is from love, the romantic. This is from the romantic. Yeah. This is from the romantic. But if if we're both doing something that we love. Uh, that's really important. Um, not that you need to know a ton of things that need to be compatible between two people, but if there's like a deeper connection immediately, that's that's really important. I like that answer. So meaning like the girl should be, place herself in places that she just loves herself. She shouldn't go out of her way to meet somebody. Right. And she's just like, yeah, she's doing what she cares about already. Yeah. If she loves rock climbing, you might find her. And you love rock climbing, you might meet at the rock climbing yeah, gym. That's awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. I like that. All right. Zach? Yeah, I think it's in... I just think it should, yeah, 
should come natural in a sense of like, you know, you think of a physical place of where you want to meet somebody, but you know, you say, you know, you could say, oh, I'm to meet her at church and she's serving, duh, 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 like holding the kid. Well, that doesn't mean anything. You know, you don't know like the heart of somebody behind that. And so I think that, you know, ideally you do see her with her friends, how she's acting, how she's treating other people, um, you know, as it, as it comes, you know, just being observant. It's good. Yeah. So you don't want to meet her on Instagram? At this day and age, you probably already have. <laughs> you probably already met her on Instagram? Shoot. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, Zach Lucasy has an answer. Oh, I, you know, I think it's possible. Yeah. I think it's possible. I don't think that, um, yeah, I think it's possible. Are you, I don't think social media is something God didn't intend. So, mm-hmm. like, even though that blurs lines and things get confusing, like, it doesn't mean that, it's not, it doesn't discount something that could be real. I know, I know multiple couples um, that have met on Instagram and gotten married, and they have healthy marriages. Mm-hmm. It's, just yeah. a, it's a way to, to get, I would definitely say, well, I don't know if I should say that. It's way better than being on like dating apps, for sure, you know, just because it lets you, you know, because Instagram obviously is only a, a front, right? It's not, you can say this is who you are, but then, you know, maybe asking somebody to coffee, hey, saw your profile, whatever, let's go get coffee. I've never done that, but... This is a very interesting question and kind of on the same page as all of this, but what are some ways that men show love in relationships that girls might not pick up on? Acts of service. Uh, I think that's, and that's just me speaking is that's why I love to do things um, for somebody that's important to me. And there's actually like a fair amount of thought that goes behind that. Um, but even though it, it might just manage, manifest in a very small gesture. Um, I think it's really important to see X as just like a tip of the iceberg. So um, all the thought behind that is directed at you. If I'm doing something for you, that means I've done a fair amount of thought for you before then. Yeah, I would hope at the point that you do decide to move forward and start being in a dating, like an exclusive relationship that... um, But like, you know, showing affirmation or whatever would be like how you build them up with words. And I think that's something often overlooked because they have something in the digital age that's constantly telling them how, who, and what to be like, rather than the guy saying like, no, like I literally accept like you for who, like who you are and not for like, you're beautiful, like all those kind of things. Like when we say that, like we don't just like, yes, we say it to be kitschy, but like we also really do mean it. I think that that's something, I don't know if you guys agree, but like we generally, when we express those things, like we mean it, and some of the girls like, "Oh yeah, you're just saying that to be nice." Like that's a ge- the general response that I've gotten, at least from from girls. So you're just saying words that. are important. Yeah, they're so so yeah. important. It's good. Uh, quality time for me, like it, that's my number one love language. So I'm always wondering if she's like thinks I'm being clingy or not. But I, it's really like I just I want you to know that I love you because I'm trying to spend time with you. I don't care what we do. We don't even have to be doing anything. We can just. You could be just sitting over there doing whatever you're working on, and I'm over here working on an email. It doesn't matter, like, the fact that I went, like, out of my way to come hang with you. To me, that, like, I, sometimes I think that kind of gets lost by the wayside, too, when people yeah. are like, oh, he doesn't love me, whatever. It's like, no, no, I'm, I drove 45 minutes across the whatever to get here just so I could hang out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it, a lot of it, I don't think people, girls normally notice when you like change plans for them. Like, I think that goes unnoticed a lot. Totally. And just like, I think 
I think a lot of in a lot of relationships, there's often someone who's the introvert and there's another person that's the extrovert. And I feel like the extrovert has like a lot of activities while the introvert doesn't have as many. And so the introvert might not see that the extrovert is actually giving up a lot of their life to spend with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, I just see that play out in like some of my friends' relation, relationships. Yeah. And I will just say this um, along the, lo- the same lines is... Uh, if I'm going out of the way and bringing around my people and my community, that is a step initially in the very initial process of, you know, evaluation and dating. Um, that is a very, like, that should be a very telltale, like sign of like, I want you to meet my, like my people. Like, obviously, like I want them to meet you so they can like get a feel for you as well. But like, that's a way of showing, like, I care about you enough to where I, I see this moving forward. Now I want to introduce you to my people. So girls, don't be afraid of that. Like if you think like, yeah. oh, he just wants me to hang out with his friends and it's it's weird. Like, no, like that's important. Like that's an important part of doing life is with the people that are around him and around you. And so I think that that's important. So don't overlook that or think that that's too weird that you're, you know, if he's trying to bring you around his friends to hang out and you maybe do that repeatedly a number of times so that they can, you know, whatever. So Yeah, those are all so good, so insightful. And I feel like, goes back to communicating, communicating like what mm. you're feeling. It's really yes. good. Okay, next question. Do you ever pray for your future wife? Absolutely. I would say uh, for me, it manifests a lot more in just a, a deeper longing um, that it, it might be. I, I would say I do a, a bad job of sitting down and being like, God, I really want a future wife. Will you show me this? But like the, the call of my heart in moments like that probably happen when I'm bored or something like that is that very thing. Uh, and just trusting that God knows that he sees it. Um, he hears me. So, yeah. If I'm being honest, I don't really, I used to, but really now a lot of my prayers are more on like how I become the right person. I've kind of stopped looking for the right person, more focused, like, okay, I want to be the type of person that I want to be for the rest of my life, and I'm not going to try and find that in some other somebody else. So how do I develop this relationship with God? Like, how do I put all of all of that in my relationship with Him and in my own identity instead of in somebody else? So most of my prayers have been going towards that. They should, if I'm being honest, probably go half and half, but they haven't oh, that's been. Good. That's good. Awesome. Yeah. I, you know, I've spent the past two years, two and a half years, <laughs> focusing on. I feel like God gave me a specific mission on becoming the best version of myself focus on focus on becoming a becomer like that's who you that's almost who you are like you're just focused on becoming the best version of that and i think that what he what his underlying mission in that was what he was speaking to me was my identity and being so confident in that and now my my prayer for my future spouse is that um that she would be running at the same pace and and at times she would challenge the pace that I'm at. Uh, you know, we talked about, you know, girls making the first move or, you know, being, you know, upfront about that kind of stuff. And I think it's important that, um, you know, my prayer is that the, the woman that enters my life, that she would double my effectiveness, not, you know, uh, take away. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm, that's good. Tobin over there is the romantic, so he's just excited. About yeah, all my answers suck, life. apparently. No? <laughs> hey, I, I loved it. You were just wrong. It's cute. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love it. 
Yeah, it's been so interesting. We've asked all the different types of daters, of course, just the girls, if they pray for their future husband. And we've gotten like a whole variety of like some people have had prayer journals since they were in like the second grade. Other people like literally don't think about it at all. Some are like, that's weird. Never. So anyways, we've got everything. It's good mm. to hear guys' perspective. Last and final question. We've also been asking every different type this question and we want to know what it's like for you guys so how are you right here and right now in your mid to late 20s preparing for your future love story the romantic should answer first ready i'm so ready yeah so and and i just want to echo what josh and jaron said earlier i'm all you guys other than me because my answer was wrong um (laughs) I, I know I'm, I'm very acutely aware of this deep longing to be a husband, a father, um, give, give myself away. Uh, and if I know that that's true today, what can I, how can I, um, engage like my heart and my life into that being a reality? Um, like what, what are the, the pieces of my heart that are, they're selfish and sinful? Um, and how can I be brave enough to put that in front of the light? Uh, and, mm, and here's something I might not want to hear, uh, to say no to a desire because it could be a sinful desire. Um, and I think something that I've learned a lot about recently, uh, and, and I think a lot of us ask this question, I think a lot of these questions are under underneath of everything is asking this is like, how do I, how am I supposed to feel about this? And I think feelings are, are beautiful and I'm learning a lot about that. And your feelings tell you the truth, uh, at the moment of what's going on in your heart. And so not to be ashamed of your feelings. And I think it's an invitation to be more intimate with, with God. It's an invitation mm-hmm. to know God more. It's an invitation to know yourself more. Um, and pressing into your feelings is actually, uh, I think a, a, a method of, in, in a trajectory of freedom and that knowing more about who I'm made to be and how God has created me to be allows me to see what's true and what's, what's garbage mm-hmm. and what can I throw away today uh, to be that husband or the father I want to be. I think for me, it always comes down to daily discipline. Like mm. what are you looking at every day? Like who are you spending your time with every day? What are you reading every day? Um, who are the people that you're aspiring to be? Are you surrounded with other 20 year olds like or 18 year olds, or are you surrounded with people in their fifties and sixties with healthy marriages that have lasted 30, 40, 50 years? And what are their children like? How have they gone about their lives? And so I think it's a daily, um, it's a daily look at all the inputs that are coming in. Are you active in your local church? Are you active in reading the word? Are you actively seeking truth? Are you actively being sharpened by, um, other guys around you? I think those are the questions that you need to ask yourself before you can really start to step into any kind of love story. That's good. Yeah. And this is just tag what you're saying. I think that, uh, in order to do like a tangible way to, to, to start, there is, plant yourself into a local church. I feel like that, I mean, that, you know, you just kind of skim by, but that's really, really important. I feel mm-hmm. like if, because, you know, a lot of people say, where do I start? That's one of the most perfect places to start, uh, is to plant yourself there. Um, 
So I start looking at the resources that I have and, uh, and you know, as I'm focusing on becoming the best version of myself, where I'm investing all those things, all those resources that God has given me personally, my talent, my time, my finances, et cetera, and uh, making sure that those things are in order is kind of how I f- find myself uh, preparing as practicing those disciplines. And I think that... Um, yeah, I think that the, all, all of those things are important. You know, to think that you're too young to start getting your heart right now, um, and from tithing, you know, all the spiritual disciplines, the spiritual muscles that you're strengthening those during, you know, while preparing to, you know, enter into a season of evaluation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I'm working on is just working on being more independent, like more of an individual. Um, cause I know that being in a relationship is like two halves of a whole kind of thing, but until that point you're an individual. And if you lose that before you're married, you can really kind of screw up your relationship, I believe. And then also, even when you are married, there's still so much out, there's so much material out there that says you still have to develop your own self as an individual, right? Because what drew you guys together in the first place was who you were before you even started talking to each other right and so like if you don't lose that if you don't have that identity really just that individuality you have in your identity with God I guess is really kind of what I'm harping at um, but like focusing on that mm-hmm. I don't know if that's really tangible though that's for good listeners oh, no that's sure. really good wow it sounds like they've read our book how to prepare for your future love story seriously you I guys know. know all the things did you read it already pre-order pre-order are you guys gonna read how to prepare for your future love story I would love to read it. Oh, good. Yeah, I'll put it on the list. Maybe we can get them some complimentary copies. Yeah, signed copy by Ken Baker. Yeah, and Mac and Wilson. Mac, yeah. I'll take yeah. Max. He has a favorite. <laughs> well, you guys, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. Is there any last thoughts you want to tell the, the listeners? College girls, out college there. girls just dying to know what's going on in the man's brain. Maybe not what's going on in the man's brain, but I think something that helped me a lot that I needed to hear is that you're not running out of time. It's good. You're not running out of time. It's good. That's okay. a word. Yeah. I think, um, just to, to cap, I think being like, how, how are you being, how are you laser focused? You know, what are the two, not 10, you know, list of 10 things where, you know, just the beginning of the year, they, these are the 15 things I'm working on. You're not going to achieve any of those things. That's the reality. What are the two to four things that you're laser focused on? Like, what is the last thing that God called you to do? Just one. Like, what's the last thing he told you to do? Have you been obedient with that? Have you been faithful to that? Um, yeah. Yeah, if I, if I summarized it, I, I would say um, don't quit looking outward so much, but look inward, right? Don't look for the perfect guy. Don't quit, quit like, looking so far away and, like, turn mm-hmm. your focus inward and go, how, okay, how, who do I want to be? Because who you are is going to attract those types of people, right? Yeah, yeah. So whatever you're looking for, like, just quit looking. Look back at yourself and go, well, am I seeing these things in myself? Mm-hmm. And if not, we'll work on that, yeah, right? right? Like, I want someone who's close to God. Okay, well, be close to God. Yeah. I want someone who, like you said, rock climbs. Well, go rock climb. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, as, as silly as that is, you can, you can take that to every yeah. facet of that, that idea and, and flesh it out. So. Yeah, so good. I love it. It really does match the book. Stop looking and start preparing. You guys have been awesome. This is so much fun. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to today's episode of For the Girl. 
If you want to know more about discovering your dating personality or the how to prepare for your future love story book, go to www.delightministries.com slash for the girl. If you're in college and looking for a Christ-centered community on your campus, go to www.delightministries.com slash delight chapters to join or start a delight chapter on your campus. Special thanks to our executive producer, Sam Gidley, for making this episode happen and for listening to all things for the girl.